Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, December 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Dennis Lauer has been courting big tech companies and startups to St. Louis for a decade. But early next year, he's moving on from his role as CEO of Cortex. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff recently spoke with Lauer about the impact of the Innovation District on the business community. The future is an innovation, whether we embrace it or not. If we don't embrace it, we as a region will be left behind. We will have that interview with the outgoing head of Cortex in just a few minutes. First, these headlines. A St. Louis County police officer who won a roughly $20 million verdict against the department has been promoted. Keith Wildhaber is now a lieutenant overseeing a new diversity and inclusion unit. It will focus on improving diversity within St. Louis County Police. Chief John Belmar says it will also examine, quote, the way the department serves diverse communities. Wildhaber's promotion comes weeks after his successful lawsuit accusing the department of discriminating against him because he is gay. That case is in mediation. A spokesman for County Executive Sam Page says the new position is not related to those negotiations. Illinois' Attorney General is suing e-cigarette maker Juul Labs, alleging the company intentionally hooked teens on vaping. More from reporter Sam Dunklaw. 25 percent of Illinois high schoolers have tried vaping, according to a survey funded by the state's Department of Human Services. While Juul markets itself as a product used to kick the habit of smoking, Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul joins others who say the product creates a new addictive habit for minors. He read from a Juul package for reporters during his announcement, which included, quote, don't give up, you'll find your perfect puff. Those aren't words of a company trying to get people to stop a bad habit. Those are words of trying to entice people, and particularly young people, into starting a bad habit. Raul wants Juul to pay a $50,000 fine for each, quote, deceptive action it took and to make full restitution to Illinois consumers. I'm Sam Dunklaw. St. Louis nonprofit Love the Lou partnered with a Maryland Heights church this year to renovate a vacant house in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, a local family will move into that home this week. Since February, an army of volunteers from Grace Church has spent weekends renovating the 1890s brick home, from installing new floors to replacing the roof. Nonprofit Love the Lou selected St. Louis resident Tawana Lawson and her family to move into the home on a rent-to-own basis. Lawson has volunteered with North St. Louis Kids for years and will continue to do community outreach as part of an agreement with Love the Lou. I know the needs of the community because I live in the community. I know what it's like. For every year Lawson volunteers in her neighborhood, it takes a year off her 20-year lease. The program aims to reduce the number of vacant homes in Jeff Vanderloo while supporting longtime residents who will act as community organizers and advocates. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. The much-anticipated vote in Washington on two articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump is now expected today. The vote was delayed yesterday after a marathon hearing by the House Judiciary Committee. 
St. Louis Public Radio will carry NPR's live coverage of today's developments in Washington. Our regular programming can be streamed at stlpublicradio.org under the heading KWMU1, Regularly Scheduled Programs. Dennis Lauer is one of the key people driving St. Louis's growing tech sector. He has led the Cortex Innovation community for the past decade, bringing in big companies like Square and Microsoft and plenty of startups. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff recently spoke with Lauer as he prepares to transition from his full-time role early next year. She asked him how Cortex evolved into a place where employees and others come early and stay late. Redoing streetscapes was very important. Creating an outdoor common space, a new rail stop, all of these things, and plus the restaurants and everything else, create an environment that an employee wants to be in, that they can walk across the street and hear some music. Cortex looks much different now than it did back in 2010 when you were first hired. And I wonder, how did your vision for building it up then differ from what actually played out over the next decade? My vision did not change over the decade. The program of a mixed-use, horizontal innovation community is really what we started to put in place in 2010-2011, and it's played out. The bumps along the way really have more to do with all of the trench work that we had to do. You know, people look at Cortex today and say, wow, this is fantastic. But this is fantastic because we paid a lot of attention to each physical building transaction. When you started, there were around 35 companies. Now there are over 400, and they support about 6,000 jobs. What do you think were some of the most important pieces of keeping those companies in this innovation center? The programming, the placemaking, those were the things that set up the environment that attracted the companies. And it's like anything. If you see value, you'll pay for it. And that's what we have created, and that's what as we grow now becomes the challenge, how do we retain those companies in the district? Because unfortunately, our price points are rising, so we're kind of gentrifying Cortex, and the neighborhoods around it are also getting more expensive. So that's now become a major issue that the board and the staff are dealing with and trying to figure out how do we solve for that. It's kind of the flip side of success. Is there something specific that you wish you could have done during your time here at Cortex, but maybe didn't have the time or the resources to do? I don't have a lot of regrets. I have, you know, some board members that would like us to go faster and further, and I do share that as well, but I also know we can't go faster than the marketplace. It sounds like in part you're saying that the success of Cortex depends on the market too and what the market Mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder, putting that in a larger context, how has Cortex impacted the larger business community here in Mm -hmm. St. Louis? I think that What Cortex and our partners across the region are doing is bringing a lens and focus and an image of ourselves as St. Louisans as being an entrepreneurial community. The future is an innovation, whether we embrace it or not. If we don't embrace it, we as a region will be left behind. What do you think are some of the big barriers standing in the way of St. Louis being a bigger business town? We need to address the disparity issues across the region. It holds us back from a business development perspective. Compensation is now number three or four as a reason why 
a young employee will accept employment with a company. The first several reasons have to do with social responsibility, community engagement, work-life balance. If we aren't a place that embraces those values, then we're going to be less attractive to that talent. And talent is really the raw material in an innovation economy. What do you hope to see out of the future of Cortex and of the leadership here? What I see for the future is an evolution of the Cortex innovation community into the St. Louis innovation community. And that we view all of the technology presence across the region, all the companies, as part of an innovation corridor. And I think that will take us in the next decade or two to the level that we want to be. That was Dennis Lauer, who is retiring as CEO of Cortex after a decade in that role. He spoke with St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before we wrap up, I learned this week that Dick Van Dyke was born in Missouri. He came into this world on this day in 1925 in West Plains, Missouri. So, to honor today his 94th birthday, we go out with the theme from the old Dick Van Dyke Show. One of the best TV themes ever. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.